G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kia good morning, welcome to Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand with a little bit of help from our friends at the tab with the bonus bet stuff. And we start the show with a bummer, because Mota Carrara, Mot, Mota Carrara, as some people say, is called off today. The meeting there has been abandoned because of wet weather, and Greg O'Connor is a lot closer to Mot than I am, so Gregory, fill us in. Yeah, morning to you, Michael. Yeah, disappointing way to start the show, but uh, jewels like rain is probably the best way to describe it. You remember that of about three years ago where we got 40 mils in about a 24-hour period or maybe even less. Uh, something similar happened uh, from Friday night uh, through until about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Now, the interesting part about that, Michael, was uh, Monacarara missed a fair bit of it out there at Banks Peninsula and uh, they were at lengths and, and they uh, passed on the the information to Trackside, who put it out on uh, TV with the Timaru meeting uh, being at the Farlap Raceway, that they were confident things were fine. However, there's been additional rain overnight, of which that area got more uh, than the rest of Christchurch. So as a result, uh, now I think I tweeted out that it's been abandoned. At this stage, no decision's been made with regard to whether they'll transfer the meeting to another venue potentially tomorrow. Uh, but we'll be speaking to Gary Woodham shortly. He might not have that answer straight away, but uh, it's certainly a process they're still working through. Here a taste of what our friends in the galloping community have been going through quite a bit over the spring, of course, most famously for different reasons, at Rickerton last week. So disappointing, doesn't happen very often, and of course the grass tracks are slightly or probably majorly more susceptible to that. Gary Woodham is the Chief Executive of Harness Racing New Zealand. Good morning to you, Gary. Not an ideal way to start Sunday. Do you have any updates for us? Morning, gents, and thanks for having me on here. Um, yeah, I can, Michael. Um, in fact, you might hear my phone going backwards and forwards buzz- buzzing because I'm actually supposed to be on conference calls, but um, let's see how we go. Uh, at the moment, the club um, have worked uh, with the Stipes and the preferences to run at Eddington tomorrow. Uh, there is a Greyhound meeting at Eddington tomorrow, so there will be cameras and service people and Eddington staff will be on site, so that's a that's a plus. We now have to work with the TAB and get all those schedules worked out with Tabcorp Australia uh, to make sure that we can run it on those days and what time time slots we do. So it is a moving uh, beast, but uh, at this stage, the, the preference is to run tomorrow at Addington. Gary, I would presume if that's the case, the scratchings are reinstated. Would that be right? Yeah, and we probably get more, Michael, for the fact that there are some horses, and let's be fair, that their legs are better on grass than grit. And so um, that becomes a moving feast as well. So we have to work through all of that overnight once we've determined. I hope that we can have that all um, sorted within the next half an hour, just so you know. And um, if there's any update, I'll get it to you straight away. Anyone who's had a horse nominated should have been text by now. And Andrew Morris and Catherine McDonald will be working through to, to not, uh, make sure that everybody who's concerned and has horses, either trained or nominated, gets information ASAP. 
Gary, it's such a busy time of year and, uh, you know, considering tomorrow would be, well, a lost leader, there's no way the industry could make money out of a a Monday afternoon uh, harness meeting. It could even be a a later afternoon meeting for all we know. Um, The process around, uh, you know, not racing today, um, could it have been sped up or or just just not not so much, it's not critical of what's happened, but how does it all work And, and just explain that to us. Okay, so the track was checked yesterday and okayed. Uh, we've had a deluge out at uh, Banks Peninsula overnight, which, uh, to be fair, wasn't actually on, on the radar, so it's just come from somewhere, but that's weather. So the team went out there straight away early this morning, looked at it, walked it, got stipes out there. We asked our uh, track master, John Denton, uh, from Eddington to go out. He's walked it with a number of people, and they've determined that it's unsafe. Um, so they've done everything I think they can in the time zone. We had looked at it yesterday, but it was good enough. Yesterday we were concerned that we might have to move it quicker, And but they had bugger all rain out there the day before. They just got it overnight, and again, the med service didn't have that on the, on the prediction. So um, we've done everything we can, Greg, and uh, I know how they work, and I know that they try to do their best to get it, but well, first of all, safety comes first. Not a lot of fun, Gary, for the participants, but it's great we can potentially run it again tomorrow. Um, it does raise the question about grass tracks over summer. They're, they're such a massive winner for the industry, the big fields and the very, very high turnovers. Um, we're pretty lucky, really, aren't we? We don't get a lot of bleeding noses with these. We don't get a lot of them cancelled. So um, they're such great turnover drivers. We have to cop one once in a while, won't we? Yeah, Mike, we are blessed with it. And that's the part I like about our business model is we have the grit in the grass and we have that alternatives for animals that their legs are different, you know, tendons that are different and, and they like the grass better than, than the grit. And so we are blessed with it. But every now and then we get a bleeding nose. Um, but if we have a look at our history for this year, we haven't had too many of them. And I do feel for Bruce Sherrick and his team, I think they're at number 10 or 11 now. And... Um, but we'll, we should be able to turn this one around and run it, so it won't be abandoned, it won't be lost to the industry. But uh, as put there, we probably won't get the same turnover. But and that's a problem. And I, I but it's also and we need to run these races for these horses because there's a lot coming up, and we'll discuss some of that very shortly. But it's uh, there's a lot coming up, and there's race spinnings next weekend, and some of these horses need to have these races this week to get prepped for next week. So. You know how it all works. It's uh, the fine-tuned um, athletes, and we need to make sure that they're looked after and, and they get their opportunities. Gary, we heard the, the very big and, and pleasing results out of Addington during Cup Week, two massive days of turnover. That helps, and obviously Cup Week is, is a the jewel in the crown. How are we heading turnover-wise as we get right to the back end of what's our first calendar year season? Because there's been some... Uh, some challenges, and obviously harness racing for much of the season didn't get the same level of coverage on television that the gallops get. Where are we with more or less a month to go compared with what we were budgeted to be at? Okay, let's talk about two things there. First of all, uh, Cup Week, an absolute gem. So 7.5 million Cup Day and turnovers a record. New Zealand Cup itself was 2.15 million a record. Ashburton was 1.64 on the Thursday, a record, and 3.91 on show day, a record. That was, that's probably going to be close to 4 million with all the wash, wash out of um, 
the likes of drivers' championships and, and multis and so forth. So so stunning. And that comes down to a number, of, a lot of reasons. A, the calendar was changed, so the horses had different preps. The club come to the party and made sure that they weren't late challenges and we put the right races on for the type of animals around. And then we get the media yourselves, um, even even uh, TV1, TV3, HRNZ marketing collectively, and of course New Zealand Metro couldn't leave them out. They did a marvellous job, um, and collectively by promoting it the way we did, we've ended up with something bigger than uh, we had expected. So, good gold rush there for us. Um, the whole season, Michael, going back to that, we're close to the end of it, and if I look at where we were, we're about 27 and a half percent up on what we thought our GBR, gross betting revenue, would be. So um, smiles on faces at HRNZ at the moment. Um, we've got a, a, a lot of good racing to come uh, over the next couple of three, four, three to four weeks. And hopefully if that uh, carries on, we won't won't move negatively um, south with that number. Now, that's great that we've done well, but we are a co-op and that money goes into the bigger till called TAB and then gets washed out with sport, um, lots of rugby and league and soccer and netball and even cricket, all the rest, as well as the other two codes, as well as our imports. So I won't know how we get from a payment point of view personally for our own harness racing coppers, but I can tell you our contribution is up on where we said would be. Well, that's great news, Gary. Let's talk about the Grand Prix meeting. Now, that's uh, two weeks from today. It's on a Sunday, and I think a lot of people still haven't got their heads around it. The trainers probably do because they're heading there. But it comes hard on the back of Cut Week in Christchurch. And I'll be honest, Gary, I'm completely stuffed. I'm knackered from Cut Week <laughs> and, and racing this week, and I think lots of our trainers and drivers are too, uh, and our administrators. Is it ideal timing for Grand Prix Day? Is it a case that we need to run it the first year and work out what we need to do with it in the next year? Uh, is it Maybe should it be a week later, closer to Christmas, so we can try and get more of a Christmas-type crowd in the hospitality side? I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to go, and by no means am I being dismissive of it, but, Gary, it sort of feels to me like I've been to a couple of huge parties at Addington, big race days, and I'm not talking drinking, I'm talking the emotional experience of those days, and then the Inter-Dominions is on for some people, and this wonderful big day of what's going to be some great racing sort of comes out of nowhere, and it's sort of taken me a bit by surprise, to be honest, Gary. Yeah, good call, Michael. Um, and it can get like that, but uh, what we did is we looked at it, and this is part of the architect team that we had in looking at the best use of the animals in the right time of the year. We used to have a thing called the Harness Jewels, which ran in June, um, and most times we got ourselves into trouble with wet weather. Um, we also had horses that were staying up a little bit longer than they wanted to, uh, and they needed to freshen up, and so the architects come up with the decision that Canterbury was the place where the horses are going to come to for Cup Week and we should try and keep them all there um, and look at all the other grade races and um, try and put the party on there. Now, we worked with Addington. Um, later on, doesn't make sense for them. They've got all the statistics that show them that people, once it gets close to Christmas, racing goes off their uh, radar. They want to have family time rather than racing. So the right time... The, that we, the architects considered was this weekend of the uh, 4th of December and hoping that uh, we've still got a couple of races to go on the 25th, 26th down here and then through to that. Uh, we talked to trainers. 
Uh, they were happy about it and we then worked with the club. And putting on these big races then is, is the test, uh, no doubt about it. And I guess the, the proof will be in the pudding once we've run it. Um, and yes, there are intermediates, but I don't know many that are going to that now. Um, but I'd rather be going to the race meeting with the sun on my back than a cold chill in my face. Gary, is there any reason why we didn't just move the jewels to there? I mean, we could have rearranged it, I realise, because we have a lot of the same horses, two and three-year-olds, and and even the ability for the four-year-olds to go there if we wanted them to. I know there's going to be a free-for-all trotting race that day, and obviously the derby could be there, but I think if it was called Jewels Day, people could work with that, whereas the new Aces races um, might confuse people. Why don't we just not make it the jewels? Yeah, that's a good point, Michael. It was that's what you have marketing people for. The jewels has a resonation and has uh, in people's mind what it is. We wanted to change that up a little bit and consider it something else. So the name changing was so that we could promote it differently going forward than the old model of the jewels. Um, and so that that was the thinking of the team. And um, again, we'll see how that goes. Um, look, it's a damn unbelievable. Day of yet, like you just said, um, some of the races that are on there, like you say, are jewels. But we still have the Sunshine Star New Zealand Pacing Derby there. We have the New Zealand Pacing Oaks. Um, so that we've still got the big the big guns still there. Um, the free for all trots there. So look, it's putting a couple of meetings that we would have had separately together and try and give themselves a big day. I don't know many places that have the amount of Group Ones on a schedule and Group 3s like we have here. So it was, let's try it. If it's wrong, we'll, we'll get back to the well. We've got a three-year cycle on determinations of this calendar. Very happy with what I'm seeing in year one. We'll see how this goes. Um, and we've also got some stuff happening after this day uh, down in Invercargill so that we have to test out as well. Uh, Gary, before we even get there, Michael's talking about being slightly jaded. Uh, we go to Addington on Friday night, and as a result of the uh, Grand Prix day, we have a whole lot of essentially preludes to it. Well, actually, we've got the What the Hill New Zealand Trotting Oaks at Group 1 level, uh, which is no prelude for $100,000. The Lone Star Sire Stakes, two-year-old... Uh, a trot for 65000 and then you get into some of these prelude races, the Sundon three-year-old Colts and Geldings, there's a $50,000 uh, trotting mares race, there's the hilarious guest Phillies race, which leads into the Oaks, there's the Ian Dobson three-year-old classic, which has Johnny Globe's name associated uh, with it, and not only that, you rock from Addington on Friday to Geraldine on Saturday, where they have their cup meeting and always have a really good trot as well. Um, so... There's nowhere to hide here. No, and you also got Auckland the night before Addington on the 24th, and you've got non-winners trots, 20,000, non-winners pace, 20,000, non-winners fillies and mares. You've got 35 and above faster trot, $25,000. There's money being shed at this time of the year because, and there's a reason for it, there's more horses around, they're fitter, they've just been through campaigns, and they're getting older. So the horses that are two are getting their legs and more strengthened. Three-year-olds now turn four in January. They're coming to the end of it, and they're a stronger beast. And so the money's come out. And honestly, if you owned a horse or trained a horse, this is where you should have been looking for the riches of this year. But that that is a stunner, that Friday the 25th at the Met. And that is why uh, we go into 
the Grand Prix Day on the 4th because this is the lead-in race to get these horses ready for the, the big day. But a lot of money on, on, on show here, and um, good luck to those who own them and train them. Yeah, and of course it's the length and breadth of the country because the $100,000 Invercargill Cup's being run on the 17th and you go north and you've got the Franklin Cup uh, with Lincoln Farms and I think it's the, the Green Lane Trotters Cup, uh, that's about 50000 as well. And I understand that copy that, he could also be in the uh, Thames Summer Cup. I think the Thames Summer Cup's on the 17th and the Franklin Cup on the 31st. Um, so yeah, there's, there's something for everyone, Gary, that's for sure. Yeah, so what you've got is you, if you go to the uh, Friday, December the 16th in Auckland, that flows in. That's the Thames members trot for 50,000. You've got the Group 1 uh, Mears Free for All, Queen of Hearts, 100,000. You've got the Group 3 Thames Goldfield Summer Cup for 50. Then you whip, on, whip yourself on down to Invercargill um, on the 17th, the said day, if you, can, if you can get a flight from Auckland to Invercargill that quick. Um, the David Moss Stakes for trotters. Uh, $30,000. You've got a two-year-old Phillies for $20,000, a two-year-old Colts for $20,000, and then you've got um, your $100,000 Ascot Hotel in Chicago Cup. And then you, it doesn't finish there, Greg. Then you float yourself onto New Year's Eve back to Auckland, and you've got non-winners truck trots for $20,000. You've got a $25,000 trot. You've got a Majestic Horse Floats Greenland Cup, fifty. dollars You've got the Northern Juvenile Classic, twenty five. dollars then you've got the Magnus Benrose size Northern Northern Classic for 40 and finished yourself off the Lincoln Farms Franklin Cup for 50. Mate, there, again, there's money everywhere at the moment. And that is our last day of the new calendar, clearly. Saturday the 31st of December. So the, we'll put a dot at the end of that sentence and add all the dollars up and get into review time. Gary, my head's spinning, and probably most people listening probably says as well, but go to hrnz.co.nz, click on the programs, you'll see everything there that you need to know, and uh, yeah, there's so much for people to get involved in. Just before we let you go, um, the trot slot race, have we got an update on that? Uh, still work in progress. The So the, the desire, will and want to have it is yes, it's the funding mechanism and making sure that we get it, the right funding to make sure it's worth people's travel because that's a big concern. So uh, we've had two presentations on it so far, and the answer to that is let's keep going, and hopefully within the next two weeks we get it uh, dialed down and, and we can then start telling everybody you know, what it will be and how it will look. But uh, Cambridge uh, team are doing a great job. It's just making sure that we can afford it and we're not using monies that we would use for other um, type racing than a slot race. Gary, wouldn't it be though, like, like, I'm a huge fan of the slot trot race. I think it's an absolute must. I think of all the things we've just discussed, it's the most important because it's the one thing I can sell to the editors at the Herald and to the people who run this radio station. We know that because SENZ bought into it last year with the pacing race. Isn't it a case that of all the new ventures we can have, this is the most important, because we've already got the race by grins, I understand that. Um, you know, when you say about the money, for example, if you said to me the $50,000 whatever, somewhere, or the David Moss trotted in Vicargo, and I'm not picking on in Vicargo, anything. Yeah. If one of these races disappeared, so Harness Race New Zealand could pay 50 into the trot slot race, wouldn't that be a bigger investment? Because don't the biggest events, as we just saw from Cup Week, get the biggest bang? Like, I'm not by any means trying to spend other people's money. But I think if we get this trot race, which will be the biggest trotting race outside the Northern Hemisphere, um, 
I think it's really something we can sell to people, whereas some of these other races are nice additions to a day. That's my view. What's your view? Yeah, so I don't I don't disagree with you, but one of the things that we are obliged to and must do uh, via the racing is make sure that we're fair to everybody. And so uh, we can't just keep, keep putting money at the top, and we've been very careful not to do that uh, since I've joined. Um, I just want to make sure that if we get questioned, we can firmly say the money is spent for these particular reasons and making sure that we're not taking it away from some other owners and trainers along the way. So there is a balance. Um, I'm I'm very keen to make it happen like you, Michael. I think it would be great for our industry to have both gates represented on the same night. I, um, I loved it last time I went there. Um, I think we can make it bigger, and I think this is the first step in doing so. But we will look at it all, um, and I'm positive that we can work our way through it and make it happen. If it comes down to Gary a push and a shove, we need 50k to make this happen. Cambridge can help come up with via the slots, blah, blah, blah. If it comes up to 50k, are Harness Racing New Zealand happy to go down that path, or do they not want to put money from the industry into it? No, no, we were looking at all options, and it, um, but we do have to be careful how much we put, we put industry money into it. That is a major concern. But again, balance with what return do we think we get. So as long as I can stand in front of people and answer it with facts, then we're, we're a go. If we feel that we've done the wrong thing, we need to check ourselves and take time to make sure we do it. And I'd rather make take time, get it right, and be able to defend a decision than make a, a quick decision and then find it was wrong. Um, one of the things I think was done very well through the architects team and bringing a whole lot of uh, people from the sport into HRNZ over last year um, was the change of calendar, and we had over 200 people talking to us about that. You two gentlemen were part of that, and I think we've come up with a, a very good calendar that <coughs> is now proven to work. So we want to make sure that we do the right type of critiquing when we make big decisions like this. Gary, thank you for an extended interview this morning on Trot's Talk and for support, supporting the show this year. Um, if you do get a chance to text Gregory... Um, if and when we find out when this race meeting tomorrow will go ahead. But, of course, also Harness Racing New Zealand has its own website and socials for that sort of thing. But, Gary, we appreciate the uh, extended update on all things Harness Racing. Thank you, gents, and uh, I will do that. I just see I've had three calls come in from different places, so I'll get off now and uh, I'll give us an update ASAP. Thank you, Gary. That's Gary Woodham, the boss of Harness Race New Zealand. Motokurara today is off, likely to head to Addington tomorrow. We'll try and get you a start time for that. A very long first segment. Greg, were you satisfied with what you heard there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it was great to have Gary on. And one of the things he's talked about a lot is transparency. So, um, you know, having him front up and talk to us, but, uh, first of all, about the uh, today's, well, it's not an abandonment, it's a postponement now, I suppose, if they do go to Addington. Um, but there is a lot of racing, Michael, loaded into the back end of the year. And I, I think that was the main reason I wanted to go through some of those race days, because I don't think people are aware of it. I don't think they knew the, the, the money that was on offer particularly at Addington next week and uh, and well beyond that too. So there is a heck of a lot going on. Um, I, I'm very keen to get this trot slot race sorted and um, then we can move on from that and guys like Matt Peden can open up a market for it. Um, but yeah, there is a lot going on and I also spoke to Gary. There's a couple of other uh, issues within the sport which 
he's more than happy to, in a fortnight's time, sit down and have an extended chat for the box seat to cover a number of those things off. No point bringing them up today as well, but he wants to get his ducks in a row, and um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're not, not trying to hide from them at all. Obviously, we... Just no, not at all. No, there's obviously, there's, there's questions over disqualified people having their licences given back to yep. them in some capacity, where they would be able to train horses in some capacity. That will upset some people, other people will support it. Complicated stuff. This is not the show for that. The box seat, which is the Harness TV show, we'll get into that more. Um, I only know what I've read, and I, I don't know the rationale behind it. So I'll leave you to interview Gary about that closer no to the time. But we always obviously also had a, a forced scratching during Cup Week, and, and those things, once they happen, no longer uh, are situated with harness racing. You know, they go to the Racing Integrity Board and it is deemed where the charges will be laid around those type of things. So, again, not something we ignore and something similar for the Herald. It's if, if you covered all those things all the time, you'd have no time to be writing preview stories and a lot of them eventually become sub say anyway, but sub say meaning if it's in front of the courts or a panel, you can't write about it. So that's um, one of the reasons why some of these things turn up a lot more on social media than they do in more regular media, to be honest. So I'm also not that sure how many people care about it, to be honest, on some occasions. I think one of those two issues will be a big one. The other one, I have no idea. Okay, that's uh, a very long first segment of Trot's Talk here on a Sunday morning. Haven't given you your chance to become a winner yet today. You're not going to be winning at Montegorara because they're not racing there, but a $50 bonus bet sits in your account till you want to use it. And the code word for today is sadly MOT, but we'll take NOT also because there's not MOT <laughs> on today. We'll take both, NOT or MOT. Text into double eight double three your name, your TAB account number, and why producer dude Robbie should give you $50 of a bonus bet because he makes the choices, Greg and I do not. Uh, code word MOT, code word NOT. We need your name, your TAB account number, we around the country, and try and fool Robbie into giving you the fitty. It's not actually his money, so he doesn't really care. Mott, not, we'll take both. After this break, we'll talk to a couple of the boys who could have been heading to the Mott today, and now they get to have a Sunday off. Now, welcome back to the show. Get your text in to 8833. We need your name, your TAB account number, and the code word for today is Mott, or not, either or, we'll take either, since Mott has been postponed until tomorrow, heading to Addington. If you are just joining the show, that's where the racing is heading. Um, double eight, double three. name, your TRB account number, and a reason why producer dude Robbie should give you the money. John Morrison gets to have a semi-day off today. John, um, good morning to you, mate. Uh, is it a case that Mott being called off today, no big dramas? You're quite happy to have a Sunday afternoon to yourself? <laughs> G'day, Mick. How are you? And, uh, oh, yeah, it's... It's good to have a bit of an afternoon off, but um, yeah, unfortunate circumstances probably. Yeah, I had a few drives, and um, unfortunate for the club and everyone involved. So, never mind. With the weather we've had, it's probably uh, hard to shy away from it, really. John, thanks so much for your time, and congratulations on Cup Day. I know it was pretty special for you driving two winners, trotting winners, got things underway with Franco Josiah and Boss Kenny. Let's start with Franco Josiah, and um, that that was really cool for, for Ben uh, Waldron, the Brown Bombers Syndicate, all of the people involved in this horse. A horse you've always had a bit of faith in. Yeah, you know, it was really good for them, and um, it just shows what a great job they've done with the horse from where he was. Um, if you go back to what he was like probably two or three years ago, he was um, 
few people probably thought he'd never get to that stage, but he um, always had the ability. It was just a matter of time. But um, yeah, great owners and Ben does a great job. And he's, you know, he doesn't train many numbers now, but he's had some good horses in the past. And yeah, just nice for him to step back on the big stage again on one of those days. Yeah, and he's been a good supporter of yours, as has one T.R. Barron. Boss Kenny got the job done, a family that uh, has been so strong in the trotting gate. And, yeah, you would have been pleased to drive one for him on the biggest day. Yeah, yeah, T.R.'s been real good to me. Um, Yeah, been lucky enough to drive the team for the last couple of years anyway. And, um, yeah, just to get one on a big day, I think, you know, that was probably one of our bigger wins anyway. But um, even though we had a lot of success with other horses and... Yeah, just a big thrill because um, his form had been a bit mixed beforehand, but he'd been going all right and just everything worked out well on the day. So, yeah, really good. All right. We we were going to do a full preview of uh, your chances. Now, that's still to be confirmed, that meeting heading to Addington tomorrow. But go back to yesterday, you uh, reunited with Franco Marek in uh, the Tire General Timaru Summer Cup. What did you make of his performance? Because he hadn't had a race for a long time. Yeah, yeah, well, he was first up, and um, being, if it was a hard and fast track, might have been all right, but, um, like, the track wasn't bad yesterday, but going 3.15, and I, um, he just bobbled, and it just cost me for getting in early. I had to sort of press on, because I couldn't get in early, and um, caught park for a while and that, and, you know, it's sort of one of those things that just took its toll, just fresh up, you know, there was a few wee circumstances there, but I'm not too worried, he's, um, he'll probably bounce through the run all right, and um, he was pulling Greg around when he went to go to the float, so I'm thinking he didn't take too much out of him anyway. So, um, yeah, I think he's on to the Geraldine Cup now. So, yeah, he should be fine. But, um, yeah, just first up, we had a few circumstances against us in the end, and, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Johnny, you're driving really well, 48 uh, for the season thus far. What about one for our SENZ listeners to follow over the next few weeks? Um, I've sort of got... I've got a well, I've got a maiden here that's probably not far away. He's probably gonna line up at Messon, I'd say, and Jimmy Ray, but he's sorta of hasn't raced for a year, but um we're just struggling. I've haven't I've had him up to Messon a couple of times to work him, but I can't um get too many runs into him at the trials because we got workouts and that over uh, usually have sad day workouts but there's race meetings on, so um, I look to give him a trial anyway, but he'll probably be racing on the eleventh at Messon. But um yeah, he he's a handy maiden anyway, so he's probably one that for me, but um, yeah, there's always something. I'm just struggling to think of something at the moment, but um, yeah, as I say, no, Jimmy Ray will do us. Yeah, very good, very good. Johnny, thanks for your time, mate. Congratulations on Cup Day. It's no small feat driving against the best in the country and pulling it off not once but twice. We look forward to talking to you over the summer. Very good. No thanks, team. Very good. John Morrison there, who had two on Cup Day, and as Greg said, had 48 for the season. From him to a man who didn't get the win he wanted on show day, and Ben Hope, as you join us, what was it like when you, you lost the Dominion, you did absolutely nothing wrong on Muscle Mountain, and everybody kept coming up and saying, great drive, Ben, great drive, but it's like playing really well, but not winning the Test match. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, yeah, a bit bittersweet, really. Obviously, I uh, really appreciate everybody that's come up to me and, and said that, but at the same time, it would have been nice to get the win. And saying that, he, he still went super. 
how did it feel to you? Because for those who haven't driven a horse, you can feel the horse through the range and you can feel their body change when they either give up or get tired. Do you think that Sunday Sun just ground past you and was too good a stayer? Or did your horse just hit the wall at the 50 metre mark with the fact that he's probably better known as a sprinter than a stayer? Yeah, probably a mixture of both. I mean, obviously, Sunday Sun definitely, uh, you know, it was obviously an enormous run from him. Um, but I, I do feel with my fella, he just hit a wall a little bit. Like he, uh, with a lap to go, even though it probably looked like he was uh, really relaxed in that, I could just feel him start to get a bit tired, you know. And he, he doesn't usually do that. But I just think with that extra distance and obviously going quite hard early, um, I feel like my fella, you know, my fella tried his absolute guts out. But once he actually did hit the front, he uh, he definitely had a wall, I thought. Ben, how's he come through it, given that a race should be right up his alley, uh, the Livermore New Zealand trotting free-for-all on the 4th of December? How is the big boy? Yeah, no, he seems good, Greg. He, he had a few days off um, after the Dominion just to obviously get over it. Um, he yeah, had a few days at, uh, you know, a local Spellers paddock, Wally Powers, um, and he, he seems good. He had quite a bit of grass there, and he's, uh, you know, he's had a couple of days' work here. Um, I actually just fast-worked him this morning. Um, and um, he felt super. So, uh, you know, all on track for uh, the race in a fortnight. Hey, a horse you took to the races and won for first up with uh, Latrell. I see he's been at the trials. He beat subsequent Cup Week winners Sonny Louie and Boss Kenny, so he's clearly in a, a pretty good shape. I think that was at the Cup Day trials or the Cup Week trials. Um, where's he at, and what's the plan? Yeah, no, he's a horse that I've got a bit of time for. Um he actually, uh, he did win at the Cup Day Trials and did beat those horses, but he, I actually got his blood done um, a couple of days later, and his blood was terrible. Like, um, yeah, the vet couldn't believe he, uh, you know, went as good as he did. So he's uh, he's obviously going to be all right. We've, we've been treating him for it um, pretty flat out. Um, I did another blood test uh, early earlier this week, and it was still just fair, but um, it was on the mend. Um, I'm going to... I've still been working him, um, and yeah, I'll get another blood test done tomorrow. And um, if if it's you know as good as we hope it will be, um, he'll probably race uh, race this this weekend coming, and then um, you know he he possibly could go on the Derby depending on how he races uh, this weekend. Ben, with the transferred meeting to Addington tomorrow, can you drive a winner there? Yeah, I think. Uh, I think McCrikey will go close. Um, to be honest, I thought maybe the dead track at, at Banks Peninsula had probably just uh, it probably hit a wall. He's only had the one workout. But being it's at Addington, um, I don't think he'll be far away. I, I think he'll improve off the run, but um, he's certainly got the ability to, uh, to get a win, hopefully. Just looking to the back end or the middle end of summer, uh, is it still the intention from, from Greg and Nanny, your parents, and the trainers of the horse, to take Muscle Mountain to the Great Southern Star at Melton? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's the big goal. And, uh, yeah, all going well. Um, you know, we'll be heading over there with bells on. Good on you, mate. That's Ben Hope, who almost pulled off the miracle with Muscle Mountain in the Dominion. Now, one guy who would have loved to have been there is Tony Hurley with Bolt for Brilliance. After this short break, we're going to talk to him about how his horse is and whether 
He is heading to the Inter Dominion, which begins in just six days' time. Keep those texts coming into double eight double three. Your name, TRB account number, and why you should win the fifty dollars bonus bet. Um, we've had one person say this is the best show ever. That's 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 nice flattery. We we don't believe it, but it's nice to get that sort of comment and gives you a good chance of winning. Um, Brett said it's been a long morning without a win with the Kiwi Ferns, Tawa Samoa, and the ABs. So he must be he must be due a win somewhere. <laughs> that, that's also making a pretty strong case. Tony. Hurley joins us, New Zealand's most successful ever driver. Good morning to you, Tony. How's Sunday morning going for you? Yeah, good, Mac. Yeah, no, all, all good here. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that, Tony, because I worry about you sometimes. I know you work <laughs> way too hard, and I know you want to be retired by the stage, and you're not. Um, you've got a very good horse in Bolt for Brilliance, maybe my favourite pacer or trotter in the country, and he had a bit of a lurgy in his throat last week in Christchurch. I know how he feels, Tony. I thought a bit rough after Christchurch too. How does he feel now? Uh, yeah, no, he seems good, Mick. Um, yeah, it, always, all the, the bets have, that have looked at, well, the, Ivan Bridge and his team that have looked at him have, can't really fault him. Um, so, yeah, so at this stage, it's all go. For, okay, so for, all uh, go. All go is the Inter-Dominion. So that is obviously on this Saturday night. We bounce to three different parts of Victoria and then the finals on December the 10th. When do you make the final decision if he is getting on a plane on a Wednesday? Uh, well, it was more or less made yesterday morning, Mick, when um, yeah, we worked him yesterday morning and Ivan Bridge come in and scoped him and couldn't fault him and his work was seemed, seemed terrific in himself. So, um, yeah, there, there was a virus down down south there, the, a few of the boys had a virus down there, but I think, as Ivan said, he probably just picked up more of a lung infection than any vir- virus, So, which is which is a lot better. They can recover over uh, with a lung infection a lot quicker. Um, he probably picked it up on, you know, just on the trip down, just a bit of stress and that and stopped at Kaikoura and everything seemed good going into it. Um, yeah, even after Kaikoura now, though, I think back, he just probably blew more than he should have on the day and, um, yeah, so it just probably something was Starting to build up there, and you know, it might have even started from up here before he even left to go down there, you know. So, yeah, and the stress of the trip just sort of brought it on. Okay, Tony. So, what does he have a, a course of antibiotics, or does he have, for example, um, what people have when they have an, an asthma attack? When you talk about a lung infection, how do you treat that, and how confident can you be that it's behind him when he gets on the plane on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, well, we were probably, you know, when he raced on the cup day and, and just didn't pull out or didn't go as good as what I expected him to, and then he pulled up and blew quite heavily. We 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 actually treated him straight away that afternoon. Um, that's what ruled us out of the um, Dominion handicap because we couldn't treat him with the the right stuff if he was going to race three days later. So um, we I talked to the vet down there, and um, we decided we were going to miss the Dominion handicap and and treat him straight away. Um, which was really the only course of action because, yeah, he probably couldn't be as good as what you'd need him to be on on the Dominion Handicap Day without um, hitting him with antibiotics. Okay, Tony, so uh, we get on the plane on Wednesday, so that, that that's confirmed. Can we tell our listeners, because obviously, Tony, some people want to back into the futures markets. Unless something bad happens between now and Wednesday, he'll be on the plane Wednesday, and I presume you'll be on a plane too at some stage. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yes, I'll, I'll go over with him, and um, yeah, and he races like you said. He races the Saturday night, um, but he's he, he's never, you know, he's, he's, he looks a hundred percent, and like I say, he's, he's, everything seems a hundred percent with him. So I know sometimes you can't tell until you're really under race day pressure, 
But um, cross fingers that everything's going to be okay. And we, like I said, if there was one negative, we would have pulled him off the plane, but we sort of couldn't find a negative. So we, we've, we've gone ahead with the trip. All right, Tony. I think it's great that we have a rep and one of the favourites in this series. Um, will you be over there for the entire two and a half weeks? And that being the case, what happens with the good Phillies races coming up for Double Delight, your outstanding young trotter? Uh, yeah, at this stage, you know, probably if, if he'd been uh, come through the minimum of 100%, I could have just sent him over to... Um, he's staying at Josh Dickey's, and Josh worked for me for five or six years, and... Um, he knows our regime sort of thing, so I probably could have sent him there. But just with that hiccup, I'd like to travel with him and just make sure everything's good. So um, Double Delight's already in Christchurch, settled in really well. Um, and Tony Cameron will go down and drive her um, this Friday night. Are you excited, Tony? I mean, you've won a stack of big races. You've won into Dominions in all sorts of weird ways with Diamond Field. And I think you even drove Pride of Petite when she came from last at Adelaide, which feels like about... A millennium ago. It's still exciting <laughs> to go over there, Tony. It's exciting to see your mates. Is it exciting to be travelling a good horse again after COVID and a pretty wretched couple of years? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. Like, you know what it's like. It's, you know, you've got a horse you think's good enough to go and um, and hopefully he proves he is. Um, and, and yeah, no, it's all exciting. It's like you say, you catch up with a lot of people you haven't seen for a couple of years, which is great. We've, we probably would have had him over there last year for some of those good trots if um, COVID hadn't hadn't struck, which, yeah, we couldn't go, obviously. Tony, we wish you the best of luck. It's a, it's a wonderful series. We, we're, we're thrilled that your black and white colours, which sort of feel like New Zealand colours, are going to be there on Bolt for Brilliance. Travel well. The great news is, Tony, this is the really good part, is that as our soul into Dominion trainer, you get to talk to Greg and I pretty much every Sunday for the next couple of weeks. It's going to be really exciting for you, Tony. Yeah, I can't wait, mate. Yeah, I could tell, Tony. Good on you, mate. Good luck over there. <laughs> it's Tony Hurley. Hey, Good news. Mate. Bolt for Brilliance is going to the Interdominions. Let's find out what Matt Peden and the TRB think about that after this break. Matt Peden joins us on Trot's Talk. Just heard from Tony Hurley. 250 Bolt for Brilliance and the futures for the Interdominion. Will that be changing? Uh, I don't think it'll be changing for now, Greg. Good morning to you. I think it'll be rock solid there, but uh, depending how he goes after the first heat of Hopefully he'll shorten and and that'll mean that he put a good uh, put a good run in in the heats and um, and be onwards and upwards from there. Hey Matt, just for the putters who could play into Motokarara, uh all refunded, one would imagine. And and if it does go to Addington tomorrow, you'll have to reopen all of those. Yeah, those those bets have all been refunded. We'll uh, we'll wait and see just what comes through from Harness Racing New Zealand in the next in the next couple of hours and uh, we'll come up with a strategy to get those markets reopened as quickly as possible and, and hopefully punters can reinvest once they see those fields. Maybe with a few scratchings, you'd imagine, just potentially with those horses not wanting to go on the grip with, uh, with Geraldine on Saturday, but a little bit to unfold before that can happen. Matt, I don't know if you heard us chatting with Gary Woodham, but what about some of the racing that's coming up? And the Lone Star size stakes is this week, and Gold Bullion couldn't have been more impressive. Two dollars and fifty cents. There would have been a fair bit of money following that one in. Yeah, and a few clever punters took the six fifty before that run at running Euro two. He's, uh, he's as you said in the two fifty now, and they're still happy to take two fifty. So just where his uh, where his floor price is yet to be seen, but he's a pretty talented two year old trotter, that's for sure. Uh, people still playing into a Cooter v Republican Party in the Derby, which of course was with the Sunshine Stars. 
look, they've been they've been a little bit wary of him. He was dollar sixty about a month ago, out to a dollar seventy. We've just put him out now to a dollar eighty, just to try and attract a little bit more money. They're not really playing Republican Party at the three twenty either. Um, they've preferred to play that middle market beach ball, seventeen dollars. Franco Indy, seventeen dollars. Nicholas Cage has been more backed in at seventeen dollars, and then Nathan Williamson, Sandways at seventeen too. They're, they're the four which they've been focusing on. But I think as we get closer to the race, the dollar eighty might get a bit more attractive. Next week we'll have a bit more time. Matthew, really appreciate you coming on though. Very good, thank you, Greg. Gregory, and thank you to Matt and to all our guests this morning. Producer dude Robbie, who wins the fitty? Fitty today is uh, Nigel out of Greymouth, who uh, was also the one that said uh, the show with Greg and Mick is the best show ever. So. I think I know Nigel. I might know. Yeah, I'm not I thought sure. you might. No, just say you don't. It's a good, no, just half of Greymouth. I, I don't know. Put it this, way. this is not jacked up. We're not going to pick him just because he's in Greymouth because <laughs> half the people in Greymouth don't like me either. Okay, that's Trot's Talker on a Sunday morning.